0: Israel Gutierrez, David Dennis Jr., Sarah Spade, Bill Plaschke. We are rapidly approaching our Tournament of Champions Thursday and our Year in Review show. Something last night might change everything for Sports Person of the Year. You ready? I give you the Sports Person of the Year. Through (laughs) the eye! Let's go! Somebody playing a little pokey. I like
1: Pokemon. How you
2: get pink eye.
1: Who among us has a Pokemon? Terminal champions?
0: News from Philadelphia Sprain right shoulder for Jalen Hurts. Questionable Saturday versus Dallas. You throw with your shoulder if you're doing it right. And that's his throwing shoulder. So, Sarah Spain, around the horn to you. How concerned should the Eagles be? Should they play Hurts Saturday versus Dallas?
2: Well, I think the concern is a little less now that they haven't ruled him out. Now, that might be gamesmanship, trying to keep the Cowboys guessing, but it certainly is better than if they knew enough to immediately rule him out because of that injury. In the end, there is such a tiny opportunity, such an unlikely opportunity for the Cowboys to overtake the Eagles for the first spot that I don't think they should take any chances in sending Hurts out there this weekend. There are far bigger things to be playing for if you're Philly. It's funny how the season started and we were like, this is an incredible roster full of great players on every side. Let's see how the quarterback does. And now the quarterbacks out. And we're like, oh my God, this is the whole team. This is everything. Mm. They'll be fine. And he needs to be healthy for the postseason. So sit him. Bill Plasky.
1: Yeah, I would not play him. And I don't think they're going to play him. I'm sure. Like Sarah said, this is just gamesmanship. The Cowboys and Eagles do that to each other. Guard. They need to win one game to get the buy. They can win that game against New Orleans next week. Gardner Minshew can win that game. Give Jalen Hurts. He can have a full month off if they get the buy. And, and they get a full month off, that, that'll help him get better. And also, if you play him, remember, they almost can't help. When he plays, he runs. They, they design all these runs. He ran the ball 17 mm-hmm. times well, against the Bears. When Miles Sanders ran at 11, you can't like, protect him from himself. Keep him off the field. Don't play it's him. Gutierrez. I'm in total agreement. This
3: game doesn't really mean much to the Eagles. They don't have to prove anything against the Cowboys. They don't have to prove anything to the rest of the league. And as Bill mentioned, they only need to win one of these last three games. 99.6% chance, I believe, to get the number one seed. But Micah Parsons is on that other team. Okay. And Micah Parsons recently Mm -hmm. said that uh, Jalen Hurts is what everything, you know, not the world to these Philadelphia Eagles. And what amount of credit does he deserve? And just last week, uh, Jalen Hurts was leading the MVP race If you listen to some people And now it feels like Patrick, not feels like But the betters I'd say Patrick Mahomes is on top So we've got a situation here Where Jalen Hurts could just do a lot to prove to himself To prove to everybody out there To prove to Micah Parsons if it matters to him ah. That he is very important to this team And perhaps nothing will shut Micah Parsons up more than him Okay, winning MVP. I appreciate in you as hot MVP, the hot taker For raising up, okay.
0: that Do you believe anything you just said That it is in the back of Jalen Hurts' mind For this game I do believe okay. that Jalen Hurts, if
3: his shoulder if this was week four, for example, and his shoulder is good enough to play, he would play. And I think he will do the same if
0: his and shoulder I'll is. I will bring in David Dennis Jr.
4: Yeah, I, I mean after that injury, he threw a 68 yard bomb to AJ Brown. So it seems like things might be, you know, okay. But I would definitely I agree with Bill. I think you sit them. I mean, they they're going to clinch the NFC. I think they can beat the Cowboys without him. Cowboys are last two weeks 830 yards, 63 points given up to the Texans and Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I think they can win without Hurts. but I definitely think they're gonna they could beat the Saints and they were probably gonna sit Hurts <laughs> at least two of the last three games. So that you know, there's not a huge difference. Uh, the only difference, like, like uh, is, as Izzy was saying, is the MVP race. And if he sits the next the next three. Uh, Weeks That might go to Mahomes, but it's not worth jeopardizing okay. further injury or a playoff. Do Born I have this right? Does
0: everybody in this panel have Philadelphia over Dallas, even with Gardner Minshew starting on Saturday? Do I have that right? And if I do, does that prove no. Micah Parsons right last week? Too much. That was too Whoa. much. That, that, that was it made me <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. But everybody would rest him now in the interest of health going into the postseason. We move on. Last night, Packers 24, Rams 12. The champs eliminated from the playoffs with three games to go. What a nightmare season for LA. And for the Packers, eking back into the playoff, picture question mark? Eh, Here are the standings. Aaron Rodgers intimating, things are looking up. Israel, did the way the Packers looked last night make you think they have hope? I mean,
3: things are looking up in that they have hope, they have a 12% chance of making the playoffs, but it's really hard to say uh, whether, really hard to take anything from these last two games that they won against the Bears, and then the Rams who are eliminated from the playoffs, and you talk about their next three games, yes, there's hope, but the Dolphins have been way better at home than they've been on the road this year. You've got the Vikings who just came back from 33 points down, and the Lions who are playing the best uh, football they've played in years, plural. So it's not like you can say, look at the Packers' uh, previous portion of the season, or even the last two games, and have real confidence that they're going to win even two of those next three games, much less all three. So I'd say the hope meter's probably right around that 12%. David
0: Dennis Jr., did you see a team that could have some hope last night?
4: Yeah, they have, Packers have tons of hope. Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson looked healthy, looked like they were clicking. Okay. They had uh, nine receptions, over 100 yards. Aaron Jones, AJ a- a- Dillon, three touchdowns, 197 yards. They got a lot to look forward to next year. They're losing against the Miami Dolphins this week, and their playoff hopes are over. Dolphins only give up 15 points at home. I know they're struggling, but they played three road games in a row, you know, on the West Coast, then went to uh, Buffalo and played in the snow. They're a better team than the Packers. Those playoff hopes are going to be over this weekend.
0: Okay, so they have hope for next year, or they have hope for for the next four days, but then it's over with a loss this weekend. Cyrus Spain, to hear Rodgers say things are looking up, you say what?
2: Well, things are looking up. Just a couple weeks ago, you had the entire front office and Packers fan base probably looking to employ Ernst and Young to figure out some holes in that contract or to look at the accounting to figure out how they could possibly (laughs) trade him, get rid of him, cause him to retire. How much is it going to cost? We're not doing that anymore because he has found a little bit of chemistry with his receivers. The team is starting to play better. But last week... You know, last two wins against a three-win Bears team and a four-win Rams team, both of whom are now eliminated, and you look at the schedule they have coming up, I don't have them as a favorite against any of their final three teams. So things are looking up in that they are less panicked than midseason, but David Dennis Jr. is right. It's all about next year at this point. And Bill Plasky.
1: Yeah, their final three games are against teams with 26-16 and record they just beat a Rams team on its fourth quarterback and its 12th offensive line combination. They beat, so suddenly they beat the Bears and the Rams, and suddenly they're in the playoff race. Aaron Rodgers is just playing with us. He knows it. They're not going to win in Miami next week. It's going to be over with. A week from now, this discussion will be moot. Mm-hmm. The backers are done.
0: They know mm-hmm. it. Who were the Rams then, Bill Plaschke? A lot of it has been injuries. A lot of it has been the way they designed the team. They went all in last year. We know that. One and done almost. But also this, Bill. Do you wonder about Sean McVay's future with the Rams?
1: Well, first, I'm not going to criticize the Rams. They brought LA a championship. They went all in. They got it. Any team would trade anybody they did to, to do it. Okay. I, 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 I'm not going to rip them like I ripped the Dodgers or Lakers. I'm all behind the Rams, what they did. They brought a championship to LA. McVay, the deal is he'll stay as long as Matthew Stafford stays. I think if Matthew Stafford doesn't retire, Matthew Stafford said on the podcast, he's not retiring. As long as he's there, Sean McVay, in my opinion, is going to be there. I think when he leaves, and if he suddenly decided to leave, all bets are off. Because McVay, I'm sure, is not, wouldn't be thrilled with the team starting from scratch again. But as long as he has his quarterback, he's going to be that around. Spain?
2: That makes sense. I mean, in what shape will his quarterback be even after all the rest of this year, right? Are there lingering issues? for Matthew Stafford. I see McVay, and there was an interesting interview with him before the season started, talking about how much luck goes into winning in addition to all of the preparation. And this really showed you that um, be- between the injuries and the draft picks and everything else, that they were able to have tons of success last year, but they could be looking at a very tough stretch. Does he want that? I don't think he retires after a season like this. If he wasn't going to go out on top like last year, I think he sticks around. But you know, this is a Rams team that we predicted this. It's just coming a little sooner than we expected. We thought their window might be a little longer with the moves that they made. Now you're going to have to get real creative in the next couple of years to be in contention David Dennis at
4: Jr. All. If you told Sean McVay at the beginning of the season that he'd be going out on Monday Night Football and Baker Mayfield would be his starting quarterback, you would say something went calamitously wrong, and that's pretty much what happened. Like, we can talk about the window and the window closing and players getting old, but these injuries are, you know, anomalous injuries. Twelve different offensive linemen they started, Cup out, Aaron Donald out. Uh, Matthew Stafford dealing with his with his injuries. Jalen Ramsey having the worst season of his mm-hmm. career. If you're McVay, you have to believe that next season okay. will be somewhat better, and you can you know come and back Israel to something Goutier. something you know promising.
3: Well, it's interesting what Bill said when he talked about tying him to Stafford there, because is it more of a loyalty thing to Stafford and the organization for making the trade, or is it having faith in Stafford? And then you sort of combine that with what Sarah said about the idea of how lucky you have to be to win a Super Bowl. I think in the end, Sean McVay is going to convince himself, hey, I can win with Stafford. And if I can do it again, get there again, maybe even win a second one, I cement myself as one of the greats already. Then I can just move ahead and sort of pick whatever team I want. I think he's going to convince himself of that rather than just kind of bail after one bad year. It is important we
0: cite our sources here on this show around the horn. So, Matthew Stafford saying he's not retiring was on a podcast by Kelly Stafford. Great get from Kelly Stafford to get Matthew Stafford on the podcast. All right, coming up, Cal McCard, one of the greats in all of hockey. Had a play last night, and it was basically the... Sportsmanship, pass it on commercial in hockey form. (laughs) We'll get to that by ourselves. (laughs) Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
5: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
4: What have you done for I'm us sorry. to talk to you about all year? I talked to you Tuesday. You, what? Just don't. What? Just talk, don't say you're not talking because hey. I didn't talk to you all year.
5: Wait. You were also injured most of the season hold on, too. Hold on, hold, on, hold on,
4: just relax.
5: relax. I, can, can I can I go to my family that I have outside? And you all can. All of a sudden now. Just, just
4: don't say we
0: didn't
5: talk to you. We, all year. We just
4: wanted to ask for your perspective on what happened. You're there.
0: involved in one of the biggest plays of the game. <laughs> Okay. We won't hold you. We,
4: we would have talked to you in the season, but okay, also you
5: were injured. Just tell us what occurred on the, on the puck. Miscommunication, that's all it was on my part. I take complete fault for that. Did Is it, it a fake? I don't know. It was complete fault. My fault. That's it. Did, Is did that something know know it something the team hasn't practiced It's all week? me. All of me. That's uh, something that I did wrong, and that's all. So you were on It was aware? all on me. Yep, number 25 out there. That was me. Uh, Tampa
0: Bay Buccaneers running back Gio Bernard involved in a key play in Buccaneers' loss on Sunday. That exchange, some of the voices you heard, Fox Sports' Greg Almond, ESPN's Jenna Lane, have come under question. Almond has apologized today via Twitter, quote, I shouldn't have said what I said Sunday. I'll apologize personally. First chance I get, not a good look. I understand the criticism. Lane has been vocal about the collectively bargained agreement between media and players and availability and when players aren't available because of IR which happened to be the case with Bernard earlier in the year reporters have been critical of this exchange and we've even heard from some of the most prominent athletes out there Kevin Durant talking about uh, entitlement and clickbait among media members David Dennis Jr. your view of this
4: Yeah, there were a lot of people here who just handled this wrong. I mean, first, uh, Bernard, I'm I'm sort of confused as why he was confused about why people were asking him about, you know, the play. It was a pivotal uh, botched fake punt, and I want to know what happened. People want to know what happened. But the conversation really went left. When Greg Alman said, you know, you haven't done anything this season to make us want to talk to you, which is straight up insulting. And if we're going to talk about how players handle this in high-intensity situations, we've got to talk about how journalists do also. And he just handled it wrong. But I think it's a microcosm of society as a whole that Alman was the one who said the insulting thing, but Jenna Lane, the woman there who is trying to do her job, is the one that is being harassed. And, you know, people are coming after on social media nonstop this whole entire
0: time. Sarah Speen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think also Jenna posted the video and her tag was there and easy to access and easy to respond to, uh, whereas Greg wasn't identified until later. Uh, Listen, I think it does start with Gio not wanting to answer a question about a tough play. The rest of his teammates have to speak to the loss, and every other player in the league at some point this year has had to speak to a play that didn't go the way they wanted. That's also missing from the video. That initial response from him rejecting their questions is missing. So what we start with instead is a guy who looks very much on his heels and like a pack of wolves are all over him. And I think that's the problem. Is He should have answered the question. Does he have to answer a question? No,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, Gary. The rule is you have to be available to the media, right? He
2: doesn't have to answer. He certainly doesn't have
0: to answer it the way a reporter wants No, Porter you can go up it.
2: and Marshawn Lynch it. You can Marshawn Lynch it every single game, Tony, but there's an there's an element to this that's symbiotic. The players play. The reporters report on them when they're great, and when they cause mistakes or fumbles or issues. And that storyline is what feeds 24 hours plus of sports on every single channel and keeps That's people interested and pays for their –
0: Because Kevin th- Durant's point to- here is we could play the sports without the media. At least he, he said that in a way to suggest that it's the athletes that make the stories, not the reporters. What is this today? What is this that you're seeing here, Sarah?
2: It's both. Obviously, the sports are mostly the athletes, but the stories that are told and the way that they communicate elements of the game to the public makes them more invested and more interested in them and more willing to talk about them. I think in the end, it was the tone of voice from the reporters in the exchange that set people off. And it's much easier to try to dunk on media than to respect the fact that a lot of the information that you want, you're getting from the people who are doing that tough job.
1: I've been in a hundred of these things in my career, and the whole thing started when Bernard said, basically, you haven't talked to me all year long, why are you talking to me now? And that really set the reporters off, and it would have set me off too, because I don't talk to players when they're on uh, IR. I don't talk to players when they don't play. Out of respect and courtesy to the players, I don't hover around their locker and try to make small talk with them when they're not part of the story. So out of respect for Bernard. He has he's been probably been ignored by the media, and that, but now he needs to answer the question. He needs to at least address the question. Does he have to answer it? D- d- no, he, he can say no comment, but he has to at least address the question. That's bargaining the union agreement. It sells the game. His teammates have to answer the question. Goodness, if Tom Brady can answer questions every week, Bernard can certainly answer that question, but I keep playing the game. But that's what set the reporters off.
0: Israel, did Bernard answer the question adequately for you? And, and the whole idea of setting a reporter off... Surely that could happen. Everybody is human. In this case, how did you see it?
3: Well, so Gio Bernard, so I think his answers were were, you know, were fine, but I think they were they were they were affected by the sort of the line of questioning and everything that happened before that. So I don't think he was being genuine in his answers. I think there was a tone issue from the reporters, and I even think you saw at the end there where Jenna Lane, right before Gio started answering, was sort of softening it a bit and tried to explain it a little bit better. But I do think it's sort of to answer Kevin Durant's question about entitlement and all that stuff, if you look at just this this situation, it's not what you're seeing, you know, midweek during practice, right? This is a post game locker room for. A losing team things are happening very fast guys try to sort of sneak out as many times as you know as possible right during the season and so things are happening a lot faster here they don't they probably wouldn't have that same level of conversation that same level of intensity if it was a post-game practice and so I think it was just sort of a perfect storm and caught on vil- film and just not a good look for anybody involved.
0: Fire Cell 2, Cal McCarr last night this is something you don't see often he waves oh, off the referee's penalty. McCarr. So he's declining a power play for his team in a tie game. One of the greatest players in the game making that move. Sportsmanship, pass it on. Colorado wind winning this game in a shootout. Sarah, what do you buy, what do you sell?
2: Oh, I'm fine. This is the perfect possible honest. scenario no, I, I just, for him. Just, he becomes the front-runner for the Lady Bing. <laughs> Everyone knows he's a great, good Canadian boy. Team still wins. Everything's good. And after the fact, he says, I ah, probably shouldn't do that next time. And I think it's fair to say that as many of us would like to say we would make that same decision, you're going to be on the wrong end of some of those calls sometimes. So when you're on the right end of a bad call, you just kind of go, who am I to question hey, the that refs? That is Carry Junior. on. Make the call.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm buying all this. I never would have thought in my lifetime I'd see the real-life enactment of that sportsmanship passing on commercial. But you hate Infimously that commercial. One of the most
0: you hate games. that commercial.
4: I know, but I can't believe I saw it in real life. It's incredible. And it's Christmas. Like, this is, like, so much Christmas cheer. <laughs> You're cheer, flip flop they the game. You're
0: <laughs> you, you have used that commercial on this show multiple times
2: to sell an yeah, argument. Yeah,
4: better. it's money. great in real life. It's great when it happens in real okay. life. Okay. Yeah. It's a Christmas miracle.
0: Gutierrez, how about you?
3: I am selling this so hard. You are told throughout your sporting life, hey, you got a bad call against you, these things even out. You'll get calls in your favor, but you have to let them happen. You can't change it. You can't change the call. You can't make the call for the ref. Just put your head down and keep on
1: skating. He was a good sport, but a bad teammate. His team relies on him oh, to wow. play through, and all the, wow. all he does, all wow. the bad calls, all the bad calls they endure, and I love what he did, but his teammates didn't like I guarantee no, that. Did you
0: read what they said? They, they said, who are we to question Cal McCarr?" He's the best we got. That means they're and, not going to question him. So that's they fine. They support him.
2: Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Thank you, much. Who am I to question any of the uh, panelists today, but King Gutierrez, that's going to be our showdown day. Plashki, Gutierrez, good luck in showdown. Patrick Beverly going with the too small taunt on Chris Paul with the score at the time 70 to 46. So the question is, does too small adhere to game score etiquette? I think this is the second time we've done this this year. Fair or foul, Bill.
1: <laughs> totally foul. You know what's too small? Patrick Beverly's minus 17 in that game. What's too small? It's his, it's his, his act has gotten lame. It's gotten old. It's gotten tired. I'm, uh, yeah, he's too small.
3: Well, Kelly Oubre, I think, officially sent the too small to the hospital, doing it with, uh, <laughs> down 28. I believe Patrick Beverly has put this thing on life yeah. support at the moment. If somebody else does it down 30, I think it's the it's, end.
0: It is, welcome to the end. We have arrived at the end. Point is Ru Gutierrez. Showdown 2, the Packers fan, dressed up as Gumby, drinking beer through the eye. One nomination for Sportsperson of the Year. Israel, have you come to celebrate the ingenuity, or you think maybe not exactly anatomically correct here?
3: No, no, I'm all about the kids here, okay? And, like, not only do kids today not know who Gumby is, but as the only person here who worked as an usher so that the, Disney, the kids couldn't see the Disney characters with their heads off at Disney on Ice, I think that is super scary for kids, and I don't want any of them seeing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Plashki?
1: This is really risky. He's risking suffering a detached corona. He's risking suffering bubble vision. <laughs> is there any more puns I can use that will help me win this showdown? I kind of like it,
0: Flashkey. I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll shotgun your eye out, Gummy. What are you doing there? FaceTime, Mr. Bill
1: Corona. I want to give an L.A. cheer to Jared Goff. When he was here, the Rams ripped him. I ripped him. The city ripped him. He was booed. He was basically run out of town. And now, look at him now. He's had to pick in six games. He's 16 QBR. He's eighth in Passer Yards. He's leading the lines in one of the feel-good stories of the year. And he always had himself here well with dignity and grace, answered every one of our questions, faced some music, was a good dude. I'm really happy for him. Good things happen to good people. You go, Jerry Goff. L.A. cheering. Is that a shot at Gio Bernard?
0: We're on a
2: eyed
0: 23
2: and a half hours. created. We'll see you tomorrow around Carcide. the clock.
5: Cock-eyed. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.